Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, tomfoolery as planned. My name is John Hogaboom, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Saul Thompson. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Hope you're having a good week in general. Um, good news. Uh, I was looking earlier today on uh, New York Times and uh, New York Post. But quarantine for New York is uh, supposed to lift somewhere in mid-May. So I'm, nice. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're um, right now we're technically April 30th, but I imagine that'll get pushed somewhere into mid-May. Mm. Yeah. But we are, we're just over here social distancing. This is my fifth week of working from home and uh, very blessed to say I still have my job and everything like that. So shout out to all the good folks Huge. over at Isle Rocket. And uh, yeah, I've just been, it's been going surprisingly quickly. The first couple of weeks yeah. went by extremely slow, but since then I've kind of gotten into my rhythm. I've started really just enjoying my time and using my time to the fullest. And the yeah. podcast has been a huge, huge help with all this. I'd be going insane if I didn't have my good friend Saul and our wonderful oh. podcast. Yeah. I mean, a quick, a quick, uh, quick flex i guess for to start the pot out but um went to a talk today saw tilda swinton huge speak, and she said somebody asked her kind of about quarantine and what she felt and what she you know she had any wisdom to impart about this time and she basically said see it for what it is right it is mm -hmm. a time that you can work on yourself it's a time that you can create it's a time that you can learn and there are none of the other distractions, I guess, of of like normal life, right? Truly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. I don't think. Hopefully, I don't think that we're going to be in quarantine for too much longer. But try and make the best of it. Go on, go on a run. You know, spend mm -hmm. some time alone. Uh, Facetime your friends. Just you know, have a have a have a nice time. Make the best Enjoy of it, guys. Because this is yeah. something, of course, we've never experienced before. And fingers crossed we never experience again. But it'll be some weird little blip in history that we'll be telling two generations below, like our grandkids or what have you, 50 years from now, telling them about yeah. 2020, back when we all stayed inside and recorded podcasts. <laughs> you think our, uh, our grandkids are going to know about the pod? We're going to have so. that much cultural relevance by then. <laughs> they'll be Relevancy? like, what is Spotify? <laughs> no, I think they'll be like, where's the $30,000 pair of Kings Rick Owens Supreme collab? And then we just pull it right out of the closet. Exactly. It's going to be it's huge. It's going to be yeah, right up there next to the frags. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll hop right into our usual shenanigans. Saul, can I get a fit check? You can. Thank you. I'm going to preface this and say that I'm not prepared for fit check. I'm not prepared for the podcast. When are we? I, I don't know, but I was, we... I was really looking forward to dressing up. I got some new stuff in. I, I got this sweater um, that I was really excited about, but it's like a size too small. If anybody wants a hysteric glamour Gucci thing, um, oh, wants to buy I'm it off of me. That was too small, man. It, yeah, it was really cool, but um, – yeah, if they're interested, I put it up on my grail. They'll give you a good price. Um, yeah, I just want to see it worn by. Yeah, want to see it worn by somebody who is 
excited about it. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, I guess I'll go from the bottom up. I'm wearing some sandals, the ones that my mom got me. Uh, they nice. say my name and my dog's name. They are lovely, and they I remind me of my dog. Um, I've got on my salvage denim, of course. Put them on after my shower. Um, and then I've got my fights. exactly uh, my Maurice R. Greenberg World Fellows program, which I've worn before on the pod. It's one of my favorite Yale shirts that I've gotten from my time at the school. Oh, yeah. Uh, but shout out to the Maurice R. Greenberg World Fellows program. Uh, yes, some pretty indeed. incredible people have passed through the school uh, as a result of the program. And it's a really cool way for the, I guess, the um, administration or the the structures at Yale to kind of get unique and, and really awesome people kind of coming through and sharing their knowledge with the student uh, student base, uh, sure. student population. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. What about you, John? you have any anything crazy on today? Uh, as per usual, very simple fit for the podcast. For a fashion podcast, I really, I don't know if I want to say drop the ball, but I am really stuck in my ways as far as my mm-hmm. pod fits go. Uh, as always, we've got the pod and stocks on foot. No mm-hmm. surprises there. We've got a no. pair of Patagonia baggies above. Uh, I've been transitioning away from my all-time favorite shorts, the Nike ACG shorts, wow. to the to the baggies this spring. Of course, the ACG shorts are still my uh my golden goose if you will but these ones uh very very easy to wear the baggies um the acg ones are kind of shiny so you can't really wear them with everything mm-hmm. but these ones on the other hand are matte finish i wish i just wish they sold baggies with zipper pockets because i'm a huge zipper pocket guy because you like to be prepared yeah when i was in eighth grade my phone fell out on a roller coaster and it just ruined oh. it was our eighth grade trip like we went as a class to Six Flags in Chicago. Damn. And my phone fell out, and it just it kind of ruined the whole trip for me. I was really yeah. sad, and I was too scared to call my parents and tell them. And the Aww. funny thing is, if I called them and told them, they would have been fine and told me to have a good Aww. day. But I just Aww. worried about it the entire day. <laughs> That's so sad. So I'm a big zipper pocket guy. <laughs> and um, That's so wholesome. Oh, well, my God. It was, you know... Now I'm too tall to ride on roller coasters, so that was my experience. Wait, you're place. too tall? Uh, a lot of roller coasters cut off at like six three. So yeah, what? Yeah, that is a ridiculous flex. First of all, shout out to all the <laughs> ladies listening right now. But that's that's a heartbreaker. I've actually never ridden a roller coaster. They're fun. Um, they're like I don't know. They're cool. I'm glad I got to ride a couple when I was in eighth grade. But yeah, <laughs> we're off on a huge tangent right now. But then above the above the baggies, I've got one of my all-time favorite shirts from Supreme. It's called the Friends T-shirt. Mm. It's from Fall Winter 2017, and it's a real weird T-shirt. Surprise, surprise. It's got a metallic block letter Supreme logo that's both upside down and mirrored. So if it's kind of hard to read, kind of hard to tell what it is um but then it does have a smaller supreme logo underneath that you can actually read and in between those two logos it has three 3d animals it's got a dodo bird a frog and a tortoise 
Mm. And I think it's just really cool. Mine is like totally shredded. The, <laughs> the logo is super faded because I wear it all the time. I actually haven't worn it in a while because I'm kind of trying to preserve it before I have to buy a new one off of Grailed or Vestair Collective. But uh, yeah, I love that tee. And it is definitely my favorite like supreme they they do their seasonal teas every season Mm -hmm. it's my favorite in the last like five years or something like that damn yeah big fan so if you haven't seen that one be sure to give it a look because i don't think the prices are too bad either because it was it's a weird one so i think a lot of people slept on it yeah fit check complete do you have any pickups from this week beside the unfortunate hysteric glamour yeah i was i'm just really bummed about that i'm not gonna lie to you your tone you seem Um, sad yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of people kind of poking fun at, at certain brands. And it's kind of Absolutely. hysteric glamour kind of goofed around with the Gucci stripe. Um, it's a really nice like gray red. And I wish I could wear it. It's just too small. And like the sleeves don't even come all the way down my arms. Um, I just have to be too much. I, 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 I always forget. So I used to be able to wear a medium back when I was really, really skinny. Uh, but as I've kind of put on weight, and also, it's a Japanese brand, so medium also runs a little bit small. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's just it's just tough. Um, I picked up a really really cool hysteric glamour um, like knit cardigan uh, that's kind of styled as like a racing. Um, oh, that like one's a, so cool. Like a Formula One uh, jacket. It's and really that one fits cool. Well. You said oh, it fits fix. perfectly. Yeah, that one's great. Um, and then I got a number nine corduroy uh, overcoat. It's black and it has kind of black shearling collar. Um, nice. It's a little bit small. I can only kind of fit a t-shirt under it. Uh, I have another one that's denim um, that I could fit kind of a hoodie under. But it's nice. It's like a nice spring jacket um, because mm-hmm. it's corduroy. It's not super like suffocating. So it's nice on like a windy like 60 degree day. It's a um, good week for pickups, man. Got some yeah. solid solid ones in there. Also picked up some underwear. I've been running seriously low. Half of my underwear is at school right now and the dorms are... <laughs> It's down, true. so had to had to invest in some new underwear. Nice. What Love about you? Here. Any 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 new garments? Any new? Yeah, garments? I uh, too actually. I've been on mm. a little bit of a hiatus, just not going outside, so I haven't really been wearing anything besides <laughs> shorts and t-shirts. And it's getting warmer over in Michigan, so you know I've had my running stuff on, things like that. But purchasing garments has been further back in my mind than it usually is, because usually it's on the front lines. Uh, however, this past couple of days, I have splurged and got a few different things. I got a pocket tee from Carhartt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a little sage green action. I'm a big fan of the color. So it'll be a good springtime t-shirt for quarantine Zoom meetings. And today, I got one that I'm really excited about. It is from the brand Online Ceramics, which I'm a, mm-hmm. a big fan of their just over-branding tie-dye insanity and it seems a little bit like a quarantine t-shirt it says we will get by we will survive on the front and then on the back it says the sun gonna shine in my back door and it's covered in like weird skeletons and crazy colors and stuff like that so it'll be a cool one to wear this summer and it's a long sleeve shirt i'm a big long sleeve shirt guy so Mm -hmm. they restocked it today and i was super excited and i jumped on it right away I managed to get my size, so I'm very excited about that. But that wraps up my pickups. Um, I'm thinking about getting a pair of Hoka One One sandals. They just, uh, yeah, they're crazy. 
but I'm they're really I'm cool. Torn on which I, I don't know if I want to get the all black or the one with color. I don't know. I feel like the the Hoka One One always look good with the triple black. I feel like their coloring mm-hmm. is a little bit weird. Um, I kind of like the weirdness of it. Like I have yeah. my runners are like this blue and seafoam green, like just mm. crazy. I don't know. Yeah, shout out to Hoka. They're a brand that is kind of well known in the like hiking streetwear community, mm-hmm. but I think on the mainstream they haven't hit the uh, the pipeline yet. But they're a spectacular brand, uh, especially if you're a runner. Pick up a pair of Hoka's and you probably won't be disappointed. That's what I always recommend to my running friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, great for people with shin splints or plantar mm-hmm. fasciitis. Just yeah, yeah, big gang over here. Yeah. Sadly, John, yeah. uh, not too many drops in terms of clothing this week, but do you have any sneaker releases that are notable for this week for us? Yeah, there are actually some really solid sneakers coming out this week. Shout out yeah. to all the all the major brands for keeping the releases coming. I'm sure that's been quite difficult figuring out the supply chain and logistics for all that. But uh, starting off from Nike today, they released uh, three colorways of the Zoom Spiridon Cage 2, which mm-hmm. released uh, with a Stussy collab last week, but this time they just went with a like a basic, just Nike-branded one. This is an old silhouette from the early 2000s, I believe, and they, they brought it back for the first time. I really like the silhouette. It's it's like that early 2000s futuristic, like what they thought we'd be wearing right now. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. really cool. I, I think this is a cool era to kind of wear that stuff that when we were, well, Saul and I were little kids, we thought we would be wearing when we were yeah. our age. So I'm a big fan of those. I don't think I'll get a pair at $140, but mm. maybe if they go on sale, I'll pick one up. And then moving on, there is a Nike Air Max 95 in the greedy colorway, which is kind of a what the Air Max 95. It's a mixture of a bunch of different ones. I'm a big fan of the 95. I'm excited that the original neon one is coming out this fall. So that's a good shoe. And then there is a Reebok Question Low, an Air Max 2090. Uh, An interesting Adidas collaboration comes out on the 16th, the OAMC Adidas Type 04. OAMC has been doing a number of Adidas silhouettes in the last year, and I think they've done really well. Um, They're kind of minimalist, neutral tone, and minimal branding too, which I think looks really nice on Adidas shoes because the silhouettes kind of speak for themselves. So that's a good good one to keep an eye out for. But the price tag is pretty hefty at $280 a pair. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. Um, additionally, on the 16th, a shoe that I'm excited about, the Tyler the Creator Converse Golf LeFleur Giano Ox. Um, it's Tyler's second silhouette with Converse outside of the Golf LeFleur like Chuck Taylor more type show. Uh, mm-hmm. This is like kind of a chunky, I don't even know what, it almost looks like a chunky skate shoe, like an Osiris D3 from back oh, in the day. Don't um, remind me. Such an iconic shoe if you know the history behind it, but it is a <laughs> tough one to look at. However, yeah, these are kind of Tyler's take on that, if I had to guess, and just some cool colors. And I like the names. The first release had one that's called the Biscotti, which I'm a big fan of Biscotti cookies. So, yeah, that's my weird little fact of the day. 
Additionally, there's some Nike basketball coming out later in the week. LeBron's, KD's, all that jazz. There is a Adidas rivalry rivalry low in the Superstar colorway. It has the Adidas Superstar painted on a different Adidas shoe, so that's kind of strange. And then Asics is coming in hot at the end of the week with the Gelite 3 Manazukuri pack, which is a denim and khaki Gelite mm. 3. Those are pretty spicy. I'm into those. That sounds like it's right up my alley, personally. It does. Um, it is more of a faded denim. I don't know if that if that is good or bad in your world, but I'm uh, I'm thinking about sending the, sending the link your way on these because I think this could be a Saul shoe, Saul shoe, as we would caption it in our Instagram DMs. And that about does it for. Oh wait, never mind. I scroll down. There's an ad. Uh, everyone's uh, favorite, the Adidas Easy. 350 boost v2 the linens the linens even yes. better than the cinders buy like 30 pairs i said if you can the shoe of the decade yeah i mean better these ones the, are these ones are like the color of popcorn butter at the movie theaters like the just as gross pale orange with like the color of dryer sheets like this super gray blue yeah, they're not they're not exactly popping, but you know we we love the V two on this podcast. Ew, shoe of the decade. Shoe of the decade. The funny thing is, it actually probably is the most influential shoe of the decade. But I digress. Um, we have a shoe that I'm super excited about, and I'll be talking about later to round out the week. The Casablanca New Balance three twenty seven. It's a shoe that kind of looks like New Balance's take on the Sakai Waffle from Nike. Mm-hmm. But uh, the colorway is super cool for this rollout. It is an orange, green, and white. Kind of looks like a carrot, and carrots are my favorite vegetable. So might just have to get the carrot shoes to round out the <laughs> week. And that does it for our for our shoe releases. Uh, additionally, Supreme will be releasing their spring tees this week. Pictures of those haven't come out yet, but keep an eye on those. Those are usually pretty cool. But moving forward into the meat and potatoes of the podcast, as I like to call it, we have... And potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Get your protein, get your starch, get your spice with the pod. We've got some great questions from the supporters of Pair of Kings podcast. It's been an awesome couple of weeks. Thank you to all of our friends who have promoted us and supported us because Saul and I did not expect to be where we are right now. Um, recording two and a half weeks ago with our friend Theo. I think we didn't have 70 followers yet on the account. And yep. of course it's not like a numbers thing, but now we're closing in on 700. Yeah. So that's pretty John, that's pretty I do have to say we've hit six, seven, nine, the magic number oh, that my we've been gosh. talking about. Well, I gotta change my song of the week. You, yeah, maybe maybe we add it. Keep your song of the week. I think we okay. add it as our as our third. Okay, yeah, that's our mutual song of the week. Shout out to Fetty Wap. But yeah, that's crazy. Like I didn't. I woke up one morning and Pair of Kings had more followers than I did, which was really yep. exciting. They grow up so fast. They do. <laughs> A little babies going out into the world. It is. So our lovely followers have asked us some questions this week. Mm-hmm. 
some funny ones, some serious ones, some that have just confused me to no end. But we're going to hop right in and answer all of them that we can, starting off with a good friend of the podcast, Sebastian. He asked what our craziest release story is. Saul, do you have any crazy release stories for us? Yeah. Um, right. God, so I was thinking back um, back to the original Yeezy V1 release, right? So the original four. The Turtle Doves. The Turtle oh, Doves. Yes. Yeah. They were the Turtle Doves at first, right? The original, original, it was, yeah. It was Turtle Doves. And, and then Moonrocks was second? No, Pirate Black. Pirate Blacks was second. Sorry. Moonrock, Oxford Tan, Pirate Black yeah. again. Yeah. So we missed the first one, but on the second one, the Pirate Blacks, mm-hmm. me and my friend were like, all right, resale going crazy. It's going to be a good idea to get on this. We figured out a bot. Ooh. We. we sat down i guess like at his computer i i i don't really know how to like set this in an exciting thing we were literally just sitting at a computer <laughs> it released and we got i think two pairs nice that's like four grand nine and a size 10 if i Money remember sizes. correctly they were we ended up selling them like hours after probably not even um for upwards of I think eleven hundred or twelve, thirteen hundred each Jeez. profit. Let me let me yeah say. take away the gross cost. And we we instantly put that back into buying more pairs. And like, it was the first time I'd ever like botted something. It was the first time, honestly, I'd ever really camped out. And like that rush, it it sounds so it's, dumb, but just dude, like I understand knowing, it knowing that knowing that you've just made a thousand dollars, just like clicking a mouse sitting in front of your times. computer. It's it's a pretty weird you unique feel- feeling very powerful yeah it like it, it, it it's the closest i've ever come to just printing money you yeah, know what i mean it honestly is like sneaker reselling for a kid like that's what i i did that a lot in college myself and it's like just such a good feeling when you secure this pair and you know it can like go to help you like i paid for all my books off of shoes yeah in college yeah yeah that is a great release you? story mine Crazy. is actually so um, I have two, I suppose. One's really quick and one's more of a story. I'll do the quick one mm-hmm. first. I have something I like to call the summer of shock drops where I just <laughs> happen to like randomly hit three insane Nike releases that they yeah. shock dropped without any warning. I got the off-white ones, the uh, the blue ones. Um, sold those for like $600, which was awful because now they go for like double that. But at the time, that was market price. So I was like, yep, yeah. got to sell them. Um, I got the Sean Weatherspoon Air Maxes, which I'm a huge fan of that shoe. So the very Air Vaxes. F- yes, the Air Vaxes. <laughs> um, yeah, I still have those. Those are sitting around in my collection. One of my special pairs I don't wear too often. And I got the Off-White Prestos in the black colorway. And these were all within like a month and a half of each other. Like Nike kept shock, shock dropping shoes that summer. I think Mm -hmm. I got all three of them sitting at my desk in my internship, which was unpaid. So like it covered what I would have made basically from an internship that summer. So shout out to Nike for holding it down. But my favorite release story, my crazy release story is on the Adidas side of things. Okay. Just like yours is, but um so it was august of 2017 i was 
in between my sophomore and junior year of college, and I was at my cousin's wedding. Shout out to Anna Rose. And we were getting ready for the wedding ceremony. I was putting on my my duds. I wore a lavender suit. It was sick. And I got a notification on my phone from Twitter that was like, go to Yeezy Supply right now. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Lo and behold, the Adidas 700 Wave Runners had dropped for the very first time. We had only ever – 2017, right? Yeah, 2017 in August. Yeah. And uh, they've since released like four other times. But at this point, like no one even knew what they were going to be called. Like this was the first time we had heard that they were the 700s and the Wave Runner, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were $300 retail. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, am I really about to take this risk? Drop $300 on a shoe that I don't even know if I can flip. And I was like, okay, we're just going to do it. Going to go crazy, having a good day. So I did it. I entered the wrong email. <laughs> so I wrote oh, John no. Hogaboon, not Hogaboom, instead of my actual name, John Hogaboom. But like the payment went through and everything. I saw it show up in my bank account. After a month of bothering them, I finally got them to switch the email to my account. I no got the confirmation on everything. And it was a pre order. It was like they had the amount of pairs that they were going to sell, but it was a pre order. And I got the shoes in in November. I ordered them in August. Jesus. And that's what they said in the email. It's like shoes will ship in November. So everyone. Oh, okay. Everyone, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. But I got them, I think, over Thanksgiving break. And that was my first ever four-figure sneaker sale. Someone paid me $1,000 for a yeah. pair of Wave Runners because no one ever knew if they would release again. And I had a size 13, which I think on StockX there were three listings of a size 13 so they were like crazy limited yeah it was probably like i mean i i have no idea what the numbers are but especially in the bigger sizes they were super super slim so who knows maybe like an athlete or something bought them that'd be mm-hmm. cool <clears throat> yeah that's my uh my crazy sneaker story i apologize to whoever paid me that much money for a pair of wave runners because now <laughs> they go for significantly less because they've restocked like four different times damn that's yeah, I mean that's that's insane. Yes, um, and I guess shout out to my cousin. Are there? I'm trying to think of shoes that would come out now that would have that kind of instant like thousand dollar snap back to it was you such know, a like, revolutionary silhouette. Like yeah, it'd be like say the off white ones restocked four more times. Yeah, and they were I'm going just trying for like to think. Yeah, three hundred now. God, there there really aren't that many shoes today. I I won't linger on this. You know, you have yeah, we're already closed in half an hour. Jesus, but yeah, no, I just you know, there's there's probably only a couple of releases every year that you can profit thousand dollars like off instantly. Yeah, that I mean, was that's a, ridiculous. That was a huge blessing. That all, yeah. yeah, that went into some school stuff, and yeah, it was really good. So shout out to Kanye West for yeah. holding it down with that pair. So another great question, excuse me, up next by our friend Sebastian. You can find him at Instagram at Sebastian underscore M underscore B underscore. Um, John, what is your favorite, I guess, upcoming or even just this month, your favorite 420 SB release? Yeah. So Nike SB is a brand that likes to get creative with their releases, as many Mm -hmm. of you know. 
And I don't know if they like to partake in the devil's lettuce, but they do a lot of 420 themed releases. I don't get and, it. Wait, sorry. What what's the link between well, the, four, the month and the? Well, from what I've been told, 420 is like National Marijuana Day. Oh, so okay. so Nike SB. Uh, I don't know if it's something with skateboarding culture. What? Has something to do with that. So they like to do a release every single year. Well, not every single year, but they do it a lot on 420. And they only released Nike Dunk Highs, which is funny. Oh, okay. I see I've never one... partaken. So it's it's hard for me to kind of get these things. Yeah, I'm not same. kind of in the culture. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. But yep. And then they've done Nike Dunk Highs and they've done one <laughs> Nike Dunk Mid, which is like like a i don't know is that like bad weed i think it's mm. mids i don't know but anyways my favorite 420 sb release is not the skunks which is what a lot of people go towards but there's one called the what's it called it's like the white gosh i can't remember now <laughs> white widow maybe and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's the mid top it's the only mid top and it's like white uh sky blue and red and I just think it looks really cool. Um, yeah. Like I said, I don't partake in marijuana, but I think it's cool that Nike SB does these releases. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, for those interested in that culture, there's another one coming out this 420. So keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that. Yeah. Thank you, Sebastian, for another great question. Third question. Very, very important question. The most influential music artist of the decade I think there's only one answer for this. I I know your I I know you quote know unquote, what the correct answer is, right? You know. Yeah, um, you know. I'm going to make some cases for some other people. Um I think John and I will instantly both say Kanye and that's kind yeah. of the end of this question, yeah. but to make it Kanye interesting, was. I'll I I will put up a case for three more people. Let's hear it. Number 1 Frank Ocean. Oh yeah. I think that his his albums I think in the 2010s has been Channel Orange. Well, I think all of his albums have released. I'm not sure if um, he had like this fake pre-release album of stuff called the Lonnie Bro Collection, um, which might have been 2009 or 2008. But regardless, I think Nostalgia Ultra came out in 2011, um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be BSing off the top of my head, but I think he's really changed the face of um, what you call his music, like R&B kind of r&b just he's kind like of carved indie. out his own genre yeah like you see exactly who, who's doing what frank's doing man i you have a lot of imitators you have people that's like, true um, but no one's doing it quite like him oh god what's the guy um peak um god dang it i have one of his songs on my phone whatever but there, <laughs> there are frank a lot ocean. of imitators he's yeah. not frank ocean so that's that's my first that, pick number right, two i think he might be the best 2010s artist like new in yeah. the 2010s yeah Oh, Choker. That's the guy. My bad. Um, okay. Yeah. So number two, James Blake. Okay. I think that's a good that pick. behind the scenes, he plays a much bigger role than a lot of people expect or appreciate. Um, I think he's had a lot of effects just kind of on the music scene in general. Um, that would be my number two. And then mm-hmm. my number three. Um, hopefully future friend of the pod, like end game guest for us is Lord. Yeah. Um, I think that she has kind of 
been the voice of a generation. Um, I think a lot of people or a lot of, of teenagers or people around my or John's age can relate to a lot of the things that she's talking to, kind of the, the listness of youth. I think she's Definitely. very much kind of capturing the sort of melancholy, slightly depressed, a little bit confused um, atmosphere, I think, that a lot of kids feel. And that's why it resonates so closely with a lot of kids our age. Um, and that's not to like age keep or anything like that. Like I think people of all ages can enjoy it, but I think that she has really captured kind of like the voice of our generation. For sure. Yeah. Those are three really good picks. Thank you. But oh, also shout out to, shout out to Beyonce. Shout out to Beyonce. Queen B. We all bow down. We really but yeah, do. I got to give it to Kanye. I, I mean, the other artists are amazing, but Kanye's influence on music and beyond has just been undeniable. Yeah. I think he's just the first person that comes to mind for me. Yeah, and I mean, he's... even if it was just 808s and Heartbreak, I think you oh, could yeah. I probably think put still... him in the top 10. He could, have, he could have put out one album this entire decade and been in the top 10, for sure. If only he hadn't released Jesus is King. I was a fan. Really? I was one of, I was one of the rare few. I love that album. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I know it got a lot of flack. Yeah. Continuing on the music train that we've been riding on. Saul, what are your favorite summer albums? Asked to us by Joel Mackey. Joel underscore Mackey underscore. Yeah. Um, thank you, first of all, for the question. Um, I have two two albums, I think one of which is like, Again, what could be considered a correct answer and then one that's a little bit more personal. Um, okay. I think that uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys is like the quintessential yeah. summer album. Um, you're sitting on a beach kind of pretty pretty accurately. It's just like a summery feeling all the way through. Um, and I, I would highly recommend uh, you give it a listen, obviously, in the summer when it's a little bit warmer and you're wearing shorts somewhere. Um, but, but an album that really hits close to home for me and kind of encapsulates summer is salad days by Mac DeMarco. That's a great um, album. It is. And I will tell you why. So my family, uh, my grandparents in particular have a house on an Island called Nantucket, which is off of the coast of Massachusetts. We go there every summer. And a couple of years ago, I discovered this cool, like weird pond, um, in the middle of like the boonies, you know, there's protected cons, you know, concert, uh, conserved, excuse me, not conserved, conserved land in the middle of Nantucket. And I was going for a run one day and I like happened upon it and I, it, it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's only about an acre, um, kind of circular though. So, so less than an acre. Um, it's got some fish. Um, and so I, I found it for the first time, like four years ago. And I left and I made the resolution the next day to go and drive out there and find it. And I drove out and I spent hours, like two or three hours driving through, could not find it for the life. No of me. way. Yep. The next week went on another run, happened, got lost, found it again. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to figure out how to find this place. So I like walked, I had my phone. I like, there's no roads. So I was just like sort of guesstimating. I was like, all right, you can see it from this point, you know, in in kind of this like backwater, there's the highest point in Nantucket and you can see the pond from there. So if you get up there, you can find it. And so every summer since I've gone 
and I sat there. I sometimes bring a chair. I sometimes just sit on the on the little sand. There's like a little clearing. I'll bring a fishing rod. Um, I'll just sit there and, and like enjoy a nice summer day. It's a nice way for me to kind of get away from my family. Um, you know, we have a pretty big family, so it can sometimes get a you know chaotic. I just sit on the on the banks. And I'll have my headphones, or I'll just be playing music off of my phone. And um, it's a very like special and sacred place to me. Um, for sure, I've showed a couple of people, um, but usually in the, the summer, I have, but they won't know how to find it. Uh, <laughs> I guess if they go to the highest point, they'll be able to find it. However, I would love to share it with all of you. However, uh, only showed a couple of people. It's really special. Um, and Mac DeMarco is kind of like the quintessential, like chilling on the banks of this little weird pond. Nice. Uh, music. Yeah. And Salad Days is a great album. For sure. It is. It's a very good album. What about you, John? Favorite, favorite summer album or albums? Yeah. So one artist in particular just screams summer to me. And this is also because of a vacation place. Uh, mm-hmm. I love to go to a place in northern Michigan called Beaver Island. Mm-hmm. It's like home away from home for my family. And we are going the, again this year, God willing, if quarantine's lifted. And we always end up listening to a ton of Cat Stevens when we're up there. Oh. Okay. So I got to give it Cat Stevens' album, Teaser and the Fire Cat. That's like my go-to, my summer jams, man. Okay. I can't say I've listened to it, personally. Highly recommended. It's very happy, but I think if you pay attention to the lyrics, you might be a little more sad. But the overall sound is just summery, like sitting back, drinking a delicious iced tea, enjoying life, thinking Mm -hmm. about frogs. Just good music, good wholesome happy times so yeah got to give it up to cat for hitting the summer albums as well as he does but great answers all around for that one thank you joel for asking we're we're both very excited for summer so very much so it also means that we'll be able to go outside we'll be be able to go see our friends and see each other um yeah fun fact when we hit a thousand followers Saul and I are going <laughs> to meet in person for the first time. I can barely Have say dinner. that without laughing because yeah. we've known each other quite well for a couple months now. And yeah, we're going to actually meet each other eventually, which will be cool. Yeah, Once quarantine is lifted, I will either be driving because it's safe to St. Joe's, Michigan, or we will figure something else out. We will have dinner out, somewhere. Yeah. It'll be a good old time. Yeah. We'll live stream Our, the whole uh, thing and bother everyone in the restaurant. <laughs> Our next... Uh, it's not really a question. It's a statement. Uh, it's a statement. In we all got caps, two statements coming. in a row, actually. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I see that. So Get our excited. first one coming from Dante underscore T R E E F I D D Y. It said Tree Fitty. Just comments Vlone Thug. Um, uh, all caps. That's, that's a shame. That's just. Yeah. I'm sorry uh, about that, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk, our DMs are always open. We can chat. We We're can here talk for you, out. man. Yeah, um, we're here for you. Sorry, this is a this is a welcoming podcast, so we hope yeah. you're okay. Um, yeah, moment of silence for that one. Yeah, but moving on to a <laughs> much happier statement from yeah. uh, someone named Nick uh, Tiga, I believe N I K dot T I G A, and it just says, "Wish you a great day." And I, I checked the guy's profile. He doesn't follow us, so it might have been a spam. 
account or something. Yeah. But thank you so much. That's so nice. Yeah. Like, I wish you a great day too, Nick. That was very Hope kind. you're having a good one. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, those are our, those are our statements. Next question that we got, I think was meant as a joke. And yeah. I don't think he expected us to have a, an actual question. But goddamn, do I have an, a, a response to this one. It's a banger it question. Is. Shout out Edgar. So we got a question from at Edgar is not alive. And he cool says, at my name. name I hope he's okay. Yeah. I I hope so too, actually. I hope the V-Lone thugs didn't find him. <laughs> but he says, my name is Edgar, and I, ellipses, love you guys. My question Thanks, is, Edgar. how many chickens fart? So I don't know if John knows the answer to this. I but don't. I spent time and a half, almost three months, uh, in rural Australia. And on one of the farms that I was on, shout out to Penny and Gordon Gilder. They were very nice to host me. Um, they had a bunch of chickens. They were very sweet. They lived in the backyard. Um, they lived off of bugs and grass and food scraps, so very cool. healthily raised. And you're we walking by, and I heard this weird noise. And I was like, what was that? And Gordon said, oh, the chickens fart. And I go, oh, I didn't know that. Do chickens often fart? He goes, yeah, it's actually a sign of health. So chickens, you know, they're, they, they eat scraps, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. if... Sorry. So if your chickens are coming from a factory farm, they may not do this, uh, which is concerning. But if chickens are healthy and they're eating kind of a good diet, um, their guts will have, you know, healthy microbes and, and yeah. um, oh. they'll actually be able to produce gas and fart. And so if huh. your chickens are farting, it is obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's a great sign. It's not going to be habitual. It'll probably be like a couple of times a day. I mean, you know, you're not going to yeah, sit around and not, wait for chickens to fart. It's not constant. Exactly. But no, your chickens will fart. Um, and yeah, huh. if your chickens are farting, you've got some happy chickens. There you go. Thank yeah. you, Edgar. For Thank you, Edgar. Continue a, throwing us those curveballs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's huge. Thank you for supporting the pod. Yeah. Moving on. This one is a real, real head scratcher. Big puzzler from J underscore Pyramide. P-I-R-A-M-I-D-E. Would you rather fight? 100 mini rafts, raft Simmons, for those who aren't aware, or one normal-sized raft? It depends. Okay. This depends. How angry is he? No. It depends <laughs> on what he's wearing. Oh, okay. Because if it's if the normal-sized raft is wearing one of my raft Simmons grails, best believe I'm fighting him to the death, and I'm so going to take that take off it. of his body. <laughs> But if it's mini rafts and they're just dressed normally and, and either the mini rafts or the, the big rafts are dressed normally, I'm going to fight the mini rafts. That seems yeah, easy. Yeah, I think the mini rafts would be easier. And I don't want to hurt the, the real raft. No, neither he's, would he's I. He's given us so much. He's given so much to the world of fashion. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming the mini rafts have evil intent in some way, shape, or form. So I'm, I'm taking on the mini rafts. I assume the big raft, too. I mean, if you're fighting raft, something has got to happen, right? Like you call yeah. like... You called Prada trash or something. He's like coming after you or I don't and know. Jeff maybe Goldblum's he's actually fight you too. <laughs> Can't have that. But yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a real real puzzler right there. Yeah, that one gave me some thought today. Yeah. So John, we have established ourselves fans of of film. We are not fans yes. of others. But yes, 1917 aside, and please don't say 1917 and all Marvel but movies. I enjoy Marvel <laughs> movies quite a bit. This yeah, is a point I, of contention. Know, 
Saul and I talked about this today, and I was really worried that I genuinely hurt his feelings because I came in hot talking about how I'm not a huge Marvel movie fan. And then Saul was like, wait, I love those. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Big part of my childhood. But no, it's okay. You can like and dislike There's a couple good ones. Iron Man's really good. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Angel Hernandez, at Angel Angel Hernandez underscore. There's a lot of underscores at the end of of their names. Yeah. Uh, I'm just now realizing, yeah, that is quite a bit There's of There's four in the questions. So shout out to everyone uh, throwing an underscore at the end. Yeah. But he says, what's your favorite film of the past decade? Or I guess we'll do and or. I'm what film both. do you guys yeah. think Yeah, had particularly good styling? Okay. Great questions. Mm-hmm. Um, for I did favorite film of the past decade. And then mm-hmm. I did just all films that I thought had good styling. Mm-hmm. But I only listed like four because I could go on and on and on. Yeah. But my favorite films of the past decade, I saw Saul wrote three. So I'm also going to say three. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Shutter Island was amazing. Really? As one I of the, the top of the past decade? I, I think so. Well, it, usually when I think it's, about it's these good. things for a long time, like mm-hmm. my opinions change. But okay. I'm trying to go like off the top of my head. Shutter okay. Island, that was great. Parasite, loved it. Yeah. Um, I actually had that written first before Shutter Island, but I mm-hmm. saw Shutter Island first on the sheet. And then I thought the um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I love that movie. Oh, I haven't actually seen that. I love it. Amazing okay. soundtrack. That's another. That's another of my favorite summer soundtracks. Okay. Uh, I think those are excellent movies all around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Shutter Island is kind of a weird one, but I watched it recently and re-remembered how much I love that movie. And uh, as far as movies with great style go, I'm a big fan of like 80s movies style. Mm-hmm. So I think Ferris Bueller and Breakfast Club like uh, knock it out yep. of the park. That's yep. like how I wish I dressed in high school because it's super mm-hmm. cool. And uh, the Romeo and Juliet Juliet remake. Yep. Yep. Leo. Like you got to mention that one. That's insane. Uh, Uncut Gems. Yep. Friend of the pod, Mr. Mort. Well, we wish he was a friend of the pod. He's a friend of throwing fits. Friend of Saul's and friend of throwing fits, Mr. Mort. Uh, Did excellent styling on Uncut Gems. I think Howie Bling was like super just the dress. It fit his his personality perfectly. Oh, yeah. Full Ferragamo. Just he's, yeah, it's perfect. And then. A kind of sleeper one, a film that came out this past year from Jonah Hill, mid nineties. Uh, yeah. Jonah did extensive research on mid nineties skateboarding culture, and I think he nailed it to a T as far as the wardrobe goes in the film. Yeah, I think those are all really solid picks. Things that I would have said myself, maybe not um, mid nineties because I haven't seen it. But regardless, there you go. Um, I'll blast right through mine. My favorite films, uh, big fan of superhero movies. Um, Dark Knight, I think you, oh, you kind of have to say. 2008, I thought. Was it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm going to change this really quickly. Uh, no, I hate Arises. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was not as it good as Dark as Knight. Good. It wasn't yeah. as good. I mean, when you have Heath Ledger's Joker as like the... That's the best acting like, performance ever. Yeah, like when you have that as the as the base, I don't think that you can beat it, right? Like it's it's that's like David that's and one Goliath, of my favorite except David ever. gets killed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, it's 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 amazing. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd say Parasite, but I'm not trying not to repeat. 
Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I watched every single day in high school in 11th and 12th grade. Um, I had it on my phone. Yep, I would watch it. So I ate lunch um, alone a lot of the days. Um, And I had a free period right before lunch. So I would start it in homeroom. Um, I would watch it. It was uh, like 64 minutes of uninterrupted time. And I'd watch it through my free period. Um, And lunch. Did you have it memorized? Almost. I can do most of the lines. I haven't watched it in about two and a half years, though. Um, I mean, I I knew that. Almost completely memorized. Yeah, I knew that thing beat for beat. Like Sick. Yeah. Um, I've only seen that one a couple times, but I love that movie. It is it's it's just one of those movies that you can you can hit you can hit play at any moment and it's like oh okay cool I'm I'm in this like the story doesn't even necessarily yeah. matter that much the visuals are great um, yeah uh, so many practical effects too which is sick um, so Scott Pilgrim versus the World uh, awesome. one of my favorite movies awesome of all time movie. I only saw that so for the first good. time like two months ago damn. Uh, Love but it. I've said this Love a million it. times, but the comic books are better. Uh, the Katayanagi twins are really abbreviated in the movie. And the final fight against Gideon and Negascott um, are also abbreviated. Um, I also think the fight with Roxy is cut short, uh, but I could huh. be wrong. But the movie basically goes straight from the comics for, uh, I think, up until Roxy. Um, and then it diverges a little bit. Um, That's cool. I think, yeah, I think they were thinking of making a second, but I think everybody just wanted to kind of have it be done in one. So okay. I, I'm very happy with it. Um, yeah, I love and that then, movie. Yeah, great movies for styling. Sorry, I'm moving a little bit quickly. Um, but Dior and I, which I've recommended before in the pod, it's about mm-hmm. Raph Simmons' uh, first season at Dior. It's really cool. Yeah, I need uh, to see that still. Yeah, I mean, I think it's on Netflix. It's 90 minutes. Just throw it on in the background. For sure. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, Phantom Thread. Beautiful. Um, I mean, when you have a movie about a tailor, kind of has to be good. Speaks for um, itself, yeah. Yeah, Good Time, also by the Safi Brothers. Uh, also styled by friend of Saul Thompson, friend of Throwing Fits, Mr. Mort. Mr. Mort, uh, come on the pod, please. The Devil Wears Prada, which it had to be good. It is The Devil Wears Prada. Miranda, excuse me, Priestley, shout out. Um, funny thing is... I used to work at a fashion magazine and they would call me. I'm forgetting what they would call Anne Hathaway, but they would call me what they called her intentionally to get her name wrong. I'm going to have to look this up because it's going to bother me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was beautiful movie. Sorry, I'm like stalling as I rapidly Google this. Um, let's see here. So Andy is her name. Andy is Anne Hathaway's character's name. But for some reason, I can't find what they were calling her. Anyway, um, yeah. Shall we move on? We, the sounds good. I apologize for the for the pause, folks. Research is very important to us over at Pair of Kings. I've done some frantic Googling during a lot of episodes myself. Mm. Moving on to a friend of ours, Lil Ricefield. Lil underscore Ricefield underscore. Oh, no, wait. I skipped it. Uh, what shoe brand has the best collabs from Brendenham, who's asked us another question in a previous week? Mm-hmm. My apologies. We'll get to a little rice fields after this. But what shoe brand has the best collabs? Uh, he he followed it up with Asics and Adidas have mm-hmm. had a lot of cool collabs. But, man, don't come for the king unless you're ready to take him down. Nike, you kidding me? You can't beat him. 
I'll name yeah, a couple. I mean, they, Supreme. Even by undercover. volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Atmos. Acronym. Off-White. Kanye West. Sakai. Travis Scott. I mean, Para. Comme des Garçons. Pata. Undefeated. Union. There's like a million just banger uh, artist collabs like Futura, Jeff Staple. Just they've done so many, so many, so many cool collabs throughout the years. And I think, I mean, I love collaborative shoes if they're done well. There's been some hits and there's been some misses from Nike, but I think their hits outweigh the misses. And I think they also outweigh every other sneaker collab that's ever been done by any other brand. I'll say this about about trying things and failing, and this comes mm-hmm. straight from Tilda Swinton. Somebody asked her what she thought of failure, and she said, incredibly enthusiastically, it is the best thing. And I, 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 I mirror this, and I, I've thought this for a long time, but I don't think you can learn anything if all you do is succeed. Oh, absolutely. And failing, failing is hard. Yeah, exactly. Failing is hard, and it sucks, and you feel like crap, and you don't want to try it again, keep grinding, guys. If there's something that you really like and you're very passionate about and you find interesting or you just want to get good at or even if it's in school and you're not necessarily that passionate, just keep grinding, guys. Grind and shine. You know what I mean? Like I hate to be like one of those like hustle people. But mm-hmm. honestly, like learn learn, learn from your failures. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You did something wrong and if you learn from it and you you don't let yourself get discouraged i don't think that you can make the same mistake again um there are obviously some some cases about this where that is not the case and you know you will continue making the same mistake and that's also okay but i think that in a lot of things you know whether it be like learning to ride a bike or i don't know uh podcasting podcasting yeah uh, mistakes are something that if you can help it try and make once if it happens multiple times pay attention so to it. it and that's yeah, yeah. Very well said. Thank you. That is Tilda Swinton talking and Saul channeling. <laughs> Through the question, what shoe brand has the best collabs? Yeah. Very well said. <laughs> I didn't expect it to go in that direction. I got to say, that was a very wholesome. I'm like, Nike, Nike, Nike. <laughs> you're like, well, you see, kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm 20 years old. <laughs> Let me bestow some wisdom on you. Yeah. Oh, God. Man, that was that was well said. Yeah. Shout out to Brendenum for yeah. the excellent question. B R E N D E N I M M. And moving on, excellent question. We went a little back and forth earlier, but this is a friend of the pod, Lil Ricefield, Lil underscore Ricefield underscore, who asks, What is the hardest fit you've ever seen someone wear? Whether it be music video, film, photo. Saul, I see you're answering the Google Doc right yeah. now. I love it. Uh, it's Just easy. It's easy. Fire right Obama in. Easter Sunday. Obama boom, Easter boom. Sunday. Cappuccino. Get it, get it away from me. It's done. It was beautiful. Question is done. Question is done. So beautiful. Ah, I got to add mine. I got to add mine. What is it? It is a concert that you went to. Frank Ocean. Oh, why be racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic okay. when you could just be quiet? Boom. I think that it spoke volumes without having to be like this insane drip like a Obama. White t-shirt. Had. It was a gilded t-shirt. A white, yeah, it's a white itself. t-shirt that he printed. He wore some Dickies shorts that went below the knee, and he wore some off-white Prestos and just crushed it. And I think, yeah, 
Talk honorable mentions um, include everything Jeff Goldblum's ever worn. Yep. And the Kanye West Celine shirt. I would also throw in the Kanye West Margiela mask brown uh, coat combo. Insanity. Uh, that was pretty cool. I would also throw out uh, Beyonce's. I, I don't even. I, <clears throat> would you call it a fit? The the pregnancy photo. Oh, that's not a fit, yeah. is it? It's like uh, a set piece. If it is, it it deserves to be in conversation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good ones. This is also a loaded question. Like. Yeah. Greatest fist of all time. Obama Easter Sunday. Obama Easter Sunday. And Frank, yeah. yeah. There you go. So a question, our last question of this week, which I'm a little bit sad about. I think we've had a really good week for questions. And thank you again for everybody for yeah. sending these in. It means a lot to us. We love so hearing much. from you guys. Um, whether it just be commenting VLOAN THUG in all caps or <laughs> sending in like a question, you know. Like this about, one. Yeah. So – our next question comes from at by Nathan Bell. Uh, that's two L's, no underscores or anything. Friend and of he the asks, pot. all jokes aside, what has been Virgil's best contribution to fashion? Cracks knuckles. I'm ready to go in on this one, man. As am I. Shall I start? Yeah. I think okay. you'll be surprised. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm saving your opinion for last because okay. I'm excited to hear it too. Yeah. But first of all, excellent question. And I think his best contribution to fashion isn't in a piece or a collection or a brand or anything, but just in his ability to show the world that you're capable of doing something like this. Uh, Virgil had no formal fashion training. He studied architecture and he just, I mean, he got into the right groups and he met the right people and he showed them his ability to create and his ability to design and he pulled it off. I mean, there was a year when him and his camp, which included uh, the likes of Kanye West, Just Don, uh, and a couple others, they couldn't get into the Louis Vuitton fashion show. They were denied. I mean, people knew who they were, but they weren't deemed big enough celebrities to get in. And then you go 10 years down the road, and Virgil Abloh is the creative director at Louis Vuitton, the same house that denied him those years before. And I think that is huge poetic justice and the fact that Virgil coming from that background where he didn't have the, the classic fashion training, I mean, say what you want about what he's put out, but he is the feel good story of the century as far as uh, progress in the fashion world goes and showing that anyone can make it in this crazy realm where there's the previous, uh, mindset was you have to have all the formal training and the knowledge and things like that and all you need is a creative mind and the ability to market yourself and you can do just what he did so i'm gonna push back a little bit um okay. i don't think he's the feel-good story of all time i think if you were talking about people who had no formal training and really did something amazing i think that vivian westwood is superior to virgil in okay. almost always um she was trained as like a school teacher she yeah. Yeah. basically invented how punks dressed right like that that was her her thing she mm -hmm. she turned that into like a unified and straightforward uniform basically sure. right um and that was her right and she's expanded it into having this really interesting vision 
um, across, you know, the Vivian Westwood label um, after kind of getting out of said dictionaries and, and Malcolm McLaren's kind of abusive touches, but, or clutches, excuse me. Um, but I think that Virgil's biggest contribution, all, all jokes aside, um, I don't like a lot of the stuff that he makes. And I do disagree a lot with his kind of infringing on intellectual property that he, he does so often. Um, but I think he's making incredible strides in the term in, in, in the realm, excuse me, of black fashion designers. Absolutely. Um, Louis Vuitton is a fashion house that seemed kind of impregnable. You know, it seemed like it was just white creative lead after white creative lead after white creative lead mm-hmm. and LMVH um, appointing him is a huge step in terms of diversity. It's a huge step really in is. terms of inclusivity. Um, I'd also like to shout out just a couple of other black designers who are fantastic. And we're kind of doing this before Virgil, maybe not on as, as large of a scale. Um, Tracy Reese, who I learned about um, a couple of summers ago, incredible Dapper Dan, who had his own Gucci collab, yes. um, has Dapper his own Dan. store in Harlem. He is insane. Um, and Lowe, who I think is like one of the oldest and most dated, um, kind of black, uh, clothing designers. Um, I learned about her through a, um, teacher in high school. Um, and Oliver Roost, I think is how you say his name. I think he's still the creative designer for Balmain. Um, yeah. Um, sorry. No, I was just thinking. So, um, in 2017 or 2018, he was the one that did Beyonce's Coachella dress that went like super viral. Um, and I think he's only like, I think he's like 32 right now. Nice. He's super wow. young. Um, yeah. But he had kind of done it before um, Virgil, not to take away from Virgil or anything like that. But no, I, you know, there are a lot of people who are breaking these boundaries in this, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at certain designers like Stefano Gabbana, who is racist and transphobic and homophobic and terrible. Um, there are people who are kind of breaking in and showing that it's not just like white dudes who are, are at the helm of these fashion houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And shout out to all the women designers as well. Yes, uh, indeed. I didn't mean to exclude them at all or anything like that. But yeah. We'd love to see some diversity in the world of fashion houses. For sure. Yeah. So excellent questions all around. Yeah, was a thank you so long much. Long Q and A session, but a good Q and A session. Mm-hmm. We're already at the hour mark, but we're God we're still damn. chugging. We've got a couple yeah. different things to talk about, um, and we'll get right into it. Saul, it's your hot take. Um, I had a, a spicier one, which can go into the vault, but um, my my fashion hot take is having a piece of clothing justified solely on price means that you shouldn't have it. Um, I think that if your only rationale for liking something and the only one that you're able to come up with is I like the design and it costs more than what you're wearing. Um, it's kind of gross. Um, I think that that's kind of the mentality that we need to get out of fashion. And I I don't think that it's going to be something quick, you know, as as long as expensive things, exactly. Like as long as expensive things exist, this mentality will persist. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know, guys. Just wear what you like. Don't feel pressured yeah. to to buy something because Agreed. it costs a nine hundred dollars. You know what I mean? If, it's okay, if, like if you genuinely love it and you oh, think yeah, no, oh, for it, sure. it fits your style, but don't yeah. don't fall victim to just because it's pricey means it's cool. 
because mm-hmm. there's a lot of really lame stuff that costs a lot of money. That is absolutely true. John, do you have a, a hot take? It's more of a cold take, but it's okay. just it's a it's a John take. Give gardening a try <laughs> this spring, folks. Um, yeah, just go out. Uh, I have a little family garden with the with the hoga booms. We grow some vegetables and stuff. You know, homegrown vegetables, they're just hitting different. Nothing like a carrot that you pulled out of the ground five minutes before. Yeah. Go enjoy it. Uh, now, especially in quarantine, go, I mean, I think Amazon probably has seeds. Yeah, uh, no, they do. Acquire them in a safe manner. I don't want anyone risking health or safety to acquire this stuff. But if you if you feel the need and you have any questions, I'd love to, love to help. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think vegetable gardening or flower gardening, anything like that, is a really fun way to pass the time and very rewarding too. Um, yeah. Especially when we're all sitting around not doing anything. Yeah, guys, check this out. You can play Animal Crossing in real life. In real life, dude. Yeah, I've got all the fruits growing on my island now. I'm very proud. Seriously? Can yeah. I come through? Absolutely. Oh, what a guy! I'm harvest. <laughs> uh, moving on to what I think is my favorite segment. Um, I just, I don't know. I find it's it really fun. cool. It's a lot uh, of fun. Song of the week. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. John, <laughs> what is, so first of all, I, 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 I'm kind of excitedly dancing around this, but I think you mind if I say it? Yeah. So we've hit a milestone number, ah! uh, for the pod six, seven, nine. Shout out Fetty Wap. Woo! Shout out Monty. I'm so excited. Um, so Shout I guess our, months. our, Together, you're going to get a third song of the week is 679 yes. by Fetty Wap, featuring Monty, not Remy Boys. Yeah, although that yeah. version's still okay. I think the Monty version's my favorite. I, I like the Remy Boys version because it's what I, I listened to when it, you know, when like it that was out. my version. That's what we all heard. But then when I yeah. heard the Remy, or the Monty version, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That one took uh, the cake. But I have both yeah, of them saved on my Spotify. A commemorative song for the both of us but john do you have a a song of the week outside of of six seven nine i do and i think it's a repeat uh i think this was actually one of your songs of the week earlier it is the ringtone remix by 100 gex shout out to that crazy crazy group uh for doing their thing the song ringtone which they released and then remixed featuring three lovely ladies uh, Charlie XCX, Rico Nasty, and oh gosh, who's the third one? Do you know? Uh, it is Charlie XCX, Rico Nasty, and Caro yep. Caro Bonito. Caro Caro Bonito. That's the one I cannot remember. I think her name is Sarah, who's the lead singer. Okay. Great song. Give yep. it a listen. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge... It's, I mean, it's already a pretty big song, but I think it's going to blow up this summer for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you uh, listen to it before your friends yeah. do, you're going to be cooler. That's true. Be like, oh, I'm gonna put this on at our get together once social distancing is over, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, okay. They've been listening to all the cool stuff when they were in quarantine. Yeah, that's a great song. Give it a listen. Give Saul's song a listen, which he's about to say. Yeah. Oh, we got Saul. song of the week. It's by a singer named Mount Joy. I like it mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, came out in I think 2018, but I found it couple of months ago i think only about a month ago uh it is julia by mount joy it is about a guy uh having a crush on a waitress 
and him going to this place. He is celebrating 420. Let's put it that way. Um, but he's he's going in. He's trying to to look good uh, for this girl that he really likes. Um, yeah, and he's kind of comparing her to this this moment of feeling good. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and she is not only associated with looking good and him being attracted to her, but he is hungry. Some would say that he has the munchies. And so part of his affection for her is that he or she is bringing him like you know, this plate of food that he really likes. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so, it's a funny one. Um, yeah. Um, it sounds a little bit sad, um, which I guess is why I immediately latched on to it. Song. It's all song. It's all song. Um, but no, it's it's pretty lighthearted. It's about a guy being high and his favorite waitress bringing him a plate of food that makes him happy. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Give that one a listen for sure. And as always, you can find these in our collaborative playlist entitled Pair of Kings. And additionally, we add songs as the week goes on to the other playlist, Pair of Kings Favorite Songs. Both of those are available on Spotify. Uh, we share them to our story every once in a while. But if you want them at any time, send us a if DM. If you can't wait. If you can't <laughs> wait. Send us a DM or just search it. I don't know if it comes yeah. up for everyone on Spotify, but if it doesn't, send us a DM. We'll send it to you. Yeah. Moving We'd love on. To hear what you were listening to as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. 100% because we're always looking for new music suggestions. Mm-hmm. Our dear friend Sebastian, got to give him credit. Very good friend of the uh, He's a good friend of ours from Germany and Portland, Oregon as well. Yeah. The Jack and Ace of the Week. The Jack is whack. It's the worst release. And the Ace is taking up our space. It is the base. <laughs> it is the base. It's the best release of the week. Yeah. So let's hear it, bud. What's your Jack? Yeah, I, so I've only got a Jack this week. It released last week. We talked about it on the pod, but it's the, yeah. K, the Nike KD13 hype. I knew you were going to hate this one. It looks like a bit of a mess. It looks like it, it's having it, like a bit of an identity crisis. It's messy. It is messy. I think it's kind of funny though. Like it reminds me of like a weird silk Versace shirt from the 80s or something like yeah. that. I just think it'd be really hard to put together. Like if you're on the basketball court and you're wearing like, you know, like black shirt. Better be really good if you wear those on the court. Yeah. I mean, if if you've got a shoe called Hype, you better be. You better back it up. You know I mean? yeah. I'm expecting just um, a insane performance if you're wearing those yeah um yeah i don't know if i have an ace it doesn't seem like there have been many clothing releases as our (laughs) listeners may know i'm not as kind of keyed in or i I don't get as excited about shoes as john um there haven't really been any shoes as i guess the past 20 weeks of the the year but (laughs) it doesn't seem like there are any shoes that i'm super excited about although i did find and i'll quickly talk about these a pair of denim sandals, which go crazy. Ooh, yes. I'm thinking about picking them up. They're, they are expensive, uh, but they are my size. And I've been thinking oh about picking gosh. them up so I can wear like denim on denim in the summer. <laughs> we can get you cheaper denim so- shoes, Saul. No, no. Listen to your hot Marcello take. Ones. I want the Margiela ones. Listen to your hot take. Ugh, but Okay, here's my <laughs> rationale. I feel like if I bought them at that price point, they'd be well made. And if I okay. made them myself, they'd fall apart. And I would like some again. That would last. Yeah, but I can't justify destroying clothes. Make some cutoffs. Use the legs. And you but get I just keep shorts. cutting them off higher and higher every time I needed a new pair. 
No, just just cut them off at a good height, and you got like three pairs out of that. All right, fair enough. I'll think about it. I mean, maybe that'll be my quarantine project. That could but... be a project for the Pair of Kings meetup. We could make some denim sandals. That'd be cool. I'd actually I really. I have an art studio in my basement. We'll get to it. Sure. So, John, do you have a, a jack, which is whack, or ace, which is the, the base? <laughs> yeah, we need to come up with a better rhyme for that one. But I don't have a jack this week. Uh, I, I talked about this, I think, last week. I can't hate this week. Like, anyone who's putting something out during these crazy times, go for it. I mean, as long as you're staying safe, good for you. And keep pushing out those clothes and shoes but as far as the ace goes it's a shoe i talked about earlier it's the new balance 327 casablanca there's two colorways coming out there is a green and white and a green white and orange i'm excited about both of them i'll probably go for the green and white ones even though i talked about getting the carrot ones earlier in the pod but uh i think those are really nice cool summer runner and uh yeah, I'm excited about those for sure. So shout out to New Balance, shout out to Casablanca. Those shoes were supposed to release at the beginning of the month, but they got pushed back with the craziness that is COVID-19. But yeah, that is my uh, ace of the week in your face for the week. So John, our last, sadly, our last segment here on the pod. Uh, this is a segment that is our dreams i guess for the pod and hopefully one day these these people may be cropping up and you guys yeah. will be able to look back and say oh my god on on episode 15 saw wanted dame vivian westwood and now here she is but john who is your guest of the week frank ocean man we talked about his, his crazy fit earlier that'd be like uh oh man We're, we'd probably be like tied in with a news organization or something like that at that point yeah. because i don't think Unfortunately, I don't think Frank's going to respond to our DMs asking him to come on the pod. You <laughs> never, never know. He might be a friend. I mean, maybe we'll have, to, we'll have to send one out after this. We sent one to Obama, and he hasn't responded yet. So hopefully. Yeah. hopefully. He'll get back to us. He'll get back He'll get to back us. Back. He's, he's a busy guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a busy guy. He's, you know, he's doing his thing, wearing insane suits, all that good stuff. But yeah, I think, I think Frank Ocean would be a great person to talk to about fashion. He's always dressed well, and he's got some really cool – uh, insider pairs and stuff like that. He's got a pair of Tom Sachs Nikes that are blue instead of red, like the swoosh, yeah. like a super rare sample pair. And I just want to talk to him about those. I think like, come on, man, give us a little more info. But yeah, I think Frankie would be a great guy to talk to. And maybe we could all do a, a trio. We could all sing a song together. He would carry that incredibly hard. Yeah, we would probably ruin it, but we would know, cry. Actually, I'd be I'd willing cry. to bet. Yeah, as would I. I'd He'd cry. have to like cuddle both of us simultaneously. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now I want Frank to come on even more. But yes, Frank Ocean, please come on the pod. Saul, how about you? So, I don't know who. This is more of like a vague one. Bear with me here. My choice is whoever runs. The Instagram for Okayama Denim, my favorite place to get Japanese denim. Nice. They seem to be super passionate about all things denim and Japanese denim. They interact with, I guess, anybody that sends them like a fit Good customer service. Or, yeah. I, oh, my God. Dude, 
Love it. I open up I open up the box and it says like thank you for your order, Mr. Thompson. I'm just like oh. That's what uh Premier Skateboards does as well when they yeah. send out their sneakers and stuff. Um it's such a nice touch. Yeah, they write in Sharpie like thank you, John, on the receipt, yeah. which means so much. It, no, it's really sweet. Um I really enjoy it. But whoever runs their their um Instagram, I'd love to have them on and just chop it up about denim and kind of all things Japanese denim, their favorite pairs, you know, if they have any salvage denim themselves or any cool stories. Um, yeah, that's that's my guess of the week. It may not be the, the most groundbreaking, but uh, it's definitely somebody I'd like to have on the pod. Yeah, please come on the pod, whoever runs the Okayama Denim Instagram. So talking about the pod... Guys, you know where to reach us at Pair of mm-hmm. Kings Pod on Instagram. We're here. Also on Twitter. You can also email us at Pair of Kings Pod at gmail.com. Um, we really, guys, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you to everybody for jumping in our DMs, shooting yeah. us messages, chopping it's been it up. A really fun couple of weeks getting Seeking to talk advice. to a bunch of new people. Yeah, guys. At really anything, you know, if you want to talk to us, you can slide into the DMs. Yeah. Uh, send us a handwritten let- letter, uh, <laughs> spell it out in Morse code, like parasite, send us uh, a telegraph, um, pass us like a love note, um, in the back of your math class and mm-hmm. we will hopefully keep it on the down low so the teacher doesn't intercept it. Think um, really hard. We might be think, able to pick it yeah. up through telepathy. Um, uh, write it on the inside of a ancient pyramid and seal it off to the outside world and we'll find mm-hmm. it in about 2000 years get back to you we promise we'll get back to you yeah um windmill like they did in like olden olden times in holland Um, true guest star on a radio show um Mm -hmm. let us know about that we can we can tune in um buy a star name it after us Ooh, that'd be a good one yeah buy an acre on the moon and just include your message in the description and send it to us yeah we'll read it that'd be a good one yeah thank you um but yeah Guys, we, we love to hear from you. Um, quickest and most convenient method probably be sliding into the Instagram DMs, although yeah, we do love creative, creative, message, uh, creative methods excuse me, of, of jumping into the, the DMs and hitting us up. Um, and as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it means the world to us, seriously. You know, really we've does. gone from, what, two weeks ago, like 71 followers, and now we're at 679. I mean, yeah, guys, we've almost just... multiplied it by a factor of 10 in yeah. two and a half weeks. Which yep. is, it's weird, but it's good weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, guys, thank you. I, I really don't know what else to say. This this really Thanks. means a lot. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who listens to our goofy banter episodes in addition oh, to sure. guest episodes. Because yeah. these are just Saul and I having fun, hopping on the mic. Yeah. And it means a lot to, to the people who are tuning into these ones in addition. Because... Yeah. They might not be as groundbreaking, but they are pretty fun for us to record. For sure. Yeah. And thank you again to all of our previous guests. Guests. Yeah. Excuse me. Theo at Geocasket, uh, Mr. FW, Mr. Fashion Wangers, and and Karsten from Meme St. Laurent. Thank you guys so much for everything that you've done in terms of um, coming on the podcast is first and foremost, shouting us out. um, Yeah, that's been so kind. More than we could have asked for. Um, just engaging with us and, and staying in touch. That also means a lot. Everyone's um, been so nice. Everyone's yeah. So nice to us. It's like such a kind community so far. So we're yeah. very thankful for that. Yeah. Yep. And John, a new wanna... guest coming uh, Thursday. Ooh. So we won't we won't spoil it, but I'm very excited. 
It's going to be, ready for this one, out of this world. Oh, I was going to say galactic. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's all, that also works. We're on the same wave. We're on yeah. the same wave. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. That's all you want to take you wanna, uh, I was going to ask you. Should we do it together? Do you think we could? Uh, yeah, let's give it a try. Okay, wait. Uh, so, I'm going to... As, as always, always this has this been pair of kings, kings podcast. You're going slow. I think we got this podcast. Business we as being usual. usual. Tom Pulley as well. Guys, thanks so everybody. much. Have a good night. Have a good night, guys. Have a great <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs>